Hey guys, welcome back to an all new episode of Comics Unchained, and hopefully you enjoyed our last episode. If you haven't already, like and subscribe, but I'm Surd. And I'm the not-so-sexy redhead MJ. We are back live, ready to talk comic books. Let's get down to business, folks. Yes, because the last episode we did, we were talking about like movie trailers. It was pretty cool. I actually really loved how that episode came out. Please don't sue us. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're here to talk about what we what we do best, and that's talking about comic books. Because this week we kind of hit a little bit of snag. I didn't read a lot of my stuff that I wanted to get to, but I did get to a few of my favorite books, and one of those being, of course, was the X twenty three Deadly Regenesis, which ep- issue two. I was gonna say episode two. <laughs> that I am not allowed to talk shit about for some reason. That's right. <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, I talk shit on Deadpool. You're allowed to talk shit on X-23. That's what we do. We talk shit on stuff we love. So, X-23 Deadly Regenesis came out. Issue 2 dropped this week. I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. I I just, I just love, I love X-23. She's near and dear to my heart. The story's going, like, in a different direction. They bring back Kimura. We got a new character named Haymaker. He's back. Now we're gonna see what Lara can do without her regeneration power so it's going to be very interesting so going going forward i think the book's going to be very good however my one downfall i see about it mark is like i don't see it continuing being like a a continuous ongoing so i'm interested to see how many issues this is going to run right now there is no like one of seven or one of eight one of six on this run currently so we'll see where it goes because most of the X-23 books back in the day, except for All-New Wolverine, which was Laura as Wolverine, have been their own like ongoing series. And that was really the only one she had. This one, however, I don't see going as a permanent ongoing series. So I'm just kind of interested to see where they're going to go and what they're going to do with it. What did you think? I mean, even if it just ends up being a small miniseries, it, it's, it's better than nothing. Like sometimes the greatest stories are short ones, but... Honestly, I feel like they have a lot of potential here, especially, and I know I brought this up earlier, was about the badass-looking haymaker. Like, you know how much I really dig that suit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, you know, let's see where it goes. Let's give it some time. We're only two issues in. Let's see what else they can come up with. Definitely, because this is going to be one of those books to where, like, if you you have to like the character, first of all, or else I would say pass on it. Honestly, like, I love X-23, but that's my personal opinion. But if you're going to spend, you know, $4 on a book, if you're not a fan of X-23, you're not going to like the story. Period. Yeah, that's pretty true. So, I'm not saying go out and buy it. It's not one of my, like, I'm not telling you guys that, like, go spend your money and and, and read this book. That's It's great, and it's going to be everything you want. Erica is doing a really good job writing it. Edgar is a great artist, and I love his artwork in this book. If you're going to go check it out, go check it out. Yeah. However, if it's, if X-23 isn't like your kind of thing and you're kind of over the whole Wolverine trope where it's like the X-23 program is constantly coming after you. And you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> then you're not going to enjoy the book. <laughs> That's for the for fact. For me, it's a fan favorite. That's all I can tell you. But we are two issues deep. Uh, we'll see where we go from here. But I'm enjoying the story so far. Yeah, because I think she's really playing on the Wolverine trope real well on the fact that she's like Wolverine, like trying to find her purpose. Like, am I a hero? Am I an assassin? Am I a bad guy or am I and, a good guy? You know? Yeah. And she's living with like her remorse of like all the people she killed through the X-23 trigger. Yeah. So like she's got to make up for all of that time that she's executed, murdered and killed most of these people. And so now she's like dealing with that and her memories are kind of messed up and she just kind of feeling the remorse now that she's been on the hero side for quite some time. And she's like, damn, I killed it. And that's, what's funny is about Haymaker 
is, you know, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Because that's why she he's after her. Because I believe it was her, his brother, she killed. Spoiler. Yeah. And. She was under you know, the he, control of. Yeah. And, and that's all being kept from him. As Kimura is keeping that from, you know, Jordan or Haymaker. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he figures that out. Because it's like, you know, X-23 couldn't control herself when she did these things. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, that was the fucked up part was, you know, as understandable as his anger is, it's, it's misguided, you know? Because it, it wasn't her fault, like you said. It, yeah. And what even, what even sucks more, all that shit... That was just a test. And she had no control over herself. He's mad at her because, understandably, she killed his brother. She wasn't in control of it, but now they're not telling him the full story because the people who are giving him these abilities are the ones that gave her, that took control of her, that caused the death of his brother. And it sucks because you're like, oh, fuck, no, y'all should be working together. Y'all shouldn't be trying to kill each other. Right. And it's that same trope that you see all the time. It's like, Every take time. the guy that's blinded by hate and put him against the target. You see it all the time in every single, like, yeah. there, I, I can't even, <laughs> there's not even a number it, in my head that I can it, generate. It's been over and over again. So that's what's interesting. But again, Erica Schultz, I want to say is her name. And Edgar Schultz, Salazar yeah. is artist on this. Uh, original date for the release was March 8th of this year. So it's currently an ongoing book. Issue 2 dropped on 412 of 23. So it is out in stores now if you guys are looking to read it. And this is a currently ongoing from Marvel. I'm not too sure. I believe this is a monthly book. So it's going to be once a month. And you can... Once a month. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> so, if you guys are interested in the X-23 Deadly Regenesis, like I said, I'm a fan, so don't take it from me. But I did get Mark reading this, so did you like it? Are you on board? Is it something that you'd keep coming back to? Well, you know me. I always give the story the time of the day and everything. But, yeah, I'll come back for this. And not simply well, because it's X-23, but I'm always a big fan of the Wolverine people. Right. You know, there's and, Wolverine, uh, what's his name, Drax. That's, well, uh, you got Draken, who is, or Draken, yeah. however, however the hell you, you people name. want to spell him. Wolverine's kid. You have X-23. You have Honey Badger. You've, there, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, Honey Badger is like uh, uh, Laura's sister. Okay, I'm looking that one up. There was like five clones yeah. of Laura that they all tried. Most of them are all dead now, like permanently fucking dead, except her, I believe. She's still around. Wait, you're telling me a character in comics actually stayed dead? Well, Uncle Ben's been dead for years, depending yeah, on the universe you're on. Been brought back? <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. This is a whole no-, no. Don't even fucking go there, okay? Because Uncle Ben, like, there are two people. The only person that's made it back, and I fucking hate Marvel for this, right? Is Gwen Stacy made was dead and made it back, and she didn't only come back as one character. She made it back as fucking two. She made it back as Ghost Spider now, and she's back as Gwenpool. And it's really annoying because in the consistency of, like, all the characters that you're, like, ever freaking died in the Marvel Universe was Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. Those were, like, the two main ones. I think, like, Howard Stark, too. Like, was always, no one gives a shit. (laughs) But, like, when you look into comic books and you're like, who are, like, characters that always, like, it is true. What MJ said is true. People come back all the time in comic books. However, Uncle Ben, they, they were, like, the the standalone they always stay dead that was it (laughs) and then they changed all that can i bring something up every time they remake the spider-man live action movies and by coincidence if they ever bring in uncle ben you know what pops in my head cj from uh what's it called grand theft auto 
Ah, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> right. No shit. But it's the same thing like in Batman. Yeah. Batman, like, Batman, I, I gotta give him credit. No matter what, except for the Flashpoint universe, uh, Thomas and Martha are dead. All the time. It doesn't fucking matter which Batman you're reading. They are dead. I don't give a shit if you want to go read the uh, DC Dinosaur Heroes book they have out where everybody's like like the Jurassic period and they're all dinosaurs. Isn't the Joker like a the Lost Raptor or something? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't read, read it. it. <laughs> uh, but if, if like that's the one thing is like they're always dead except for in Flashpoint where like Thomas Wayne became Batman and Martha was Joker, which <laughs> fucking if they were gonna do it, it was awesome. But yes, so like she does have. Uh, she did have, like, some other clones that came, but as far as I know, they are all dead. For now. I will say that, okay? But, yeah, so... You know what? Just for next time, I'm gonna go read that book now. <laughs> I, I It was a good book. I believe it was an all-new Wolverine, so, like, you may want to have to go check that out. Don't quote me, guys, or, you know, flog me, because I might be wrong. So, that's cool. But, yeah, there it is. X-23, Deadly Regenesis, Erica Schultz, Edgar Salazar. Check it out. It's in stores now. Let us know what you guys think. So, uh, <laughs> I, that's, I don't know. I just, I mean, it's I like, like X23. It's, so it's like, like what you said. It, it was gonna, it was given to be a small conversation because it's still getting picked it's up. It's still the new. It's fairly new. And I, and I do want to touch on something you said. You okay. said that like, I, I'll read anything. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Here on this show, I give everything five bucks. I know it sounds fucking crazy. There are the exceptions where I've done three. Okay. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But the rule of five, man, if they can't tell their whole story, in five books, it ain't no good. Well, that's that's my that's my go to. I do remember what comic it was like when we first started picking this back up. What comic <laughs> did you read that you gave it like five issues and you're like, I'm done? Uh, that was oh my was god, it, it was oh, no, 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 it wasn't Venom. It was X Men, the all new all new X Men, I believe. Uh, not the the new one, but it, like they were trying to do like the new X Men, and it was just not good. It wasn't Murder World, was it? No, it wasn't Murder World. Murder World was really good. That was good? Yeah, oh, okay, that was... that was the one you liked. That wasn't the one you disliked. Um, but, yeah, this is a... Um, and then Wildcats was teetering on that for a while. And I haven't talked about Wildcats in a while, guys. And I will because that's on my reads. Um, that is literally in my pull list. So, Wildcats was teetering on that, dude. Because I'm like, wow, issue one issue two fuck yeah. issue three ah crap and then issue four just fucking oh my uh, god dude like okay so you you redeemed yourself in issue four and then okay, issue five okay. just got better and six and <laughs> so like i gotta talk about these books eventually but i'll get there because that's not what we're doing today yeah okay so you want to go ahead and hop into the other comic that we brought uh, really quick because we touched very lightly on this one. I have one honorable mention that I wanted to talk about. It's a book okay. I haven't started yet, guys. So if you guys are out there reading this book, let me know on our social media what you guys think. But I'm looking to check it out. I got three issues. It came out in about in February of 2022 and I just discovered it. So <laughs> this book is called Blue Book and I am a huge Fan, and I'm going to take up a lot of your time right here. Go ahead. Man. I am a huge fan of the strange and supernatural. Like I, I eat that shit up. I mean, I, I am all over every like most of my other podcasts that I listen to, and there's a few of you guys out there that I listen to. Um, <laughs> I love UFOs. I love cryptids. I love missing uh, investigations. I love all of that. And if this book is going to what it says in the synapse for it, in the synopsis for it, sorry, synapse, <laughs> it, uh, 
I, I am into this. So Blue Book is supposedly taking the title from the Project Blue Book, which was the you know UFO investigations that they did for the, uh, I believe it was like the FBI and Central Intelligence back in the day, in the early, in the early days. There's literally is a Project Blue Book. Like it was a show, uh, it ran for a little while, it got canceled after I believe two seasons. Uh, really good show and I loved it, but yes, this, this book follows like the strange and the weird and the supernatural. And so first it's telling real accounts of stuff and that's what like really got me. So wait, these are like real UFO stories made into a comic book or variations or like variations. Maybe they're going to be made up, but right now what it says is they're going to be their own and I'm just super excited about it. Uh, because, I mean, just based off the first synops- synopsis that I have here is, you know, we talk about UFO alien encounter on the account stand with the infamous Betty and Barney Hill abduction. And that's one I followed for a few times. And, it, and I, I follow so many that it's so weird. But it helps that I love this genre. So I can't wait yeah. to read this book and get my hands on it this of course is by published by dark horse comics so i love that because this gives me something outside of my reach that isn't image or marvel or dc holy <laughs> shit uh sorry just reading into this yeah i, I actually heard of that the betty and barney hills abduction yeah okay, it's, well, it's super famous yeah well okay well first i have one question for you sir did we just become best friends <laughs> you want to go do karate in the I garage told, yeah, well not in my garage it's full of shit but no, it's just no. That works out perfect because I love everything paranormal, out of this world. Like good, I literally so believe is, everything. So this is three books in. We can watch this together. It's gonna be awesome, dude. Did you hear about that fucking uh, watch, U- the UFO documentary on Netflix? I think it's called. Um, I probably did. I watched all of them. <laughs> uh, it's about one that it's about a UFO landing that happened in Brazil. I think. Um, there. I mean, there's a lot though, dude. Like it, one of the most. Like, like there's so many that okay. I can get stuck on this conversation, and this is a four-hour fucking podcast if we talked about the strange and weird yeah. that I love, and this isn't even going into, like... <laughs> Maybe we should do a paranormal podcast, like, fuck it. There are so many out there, I'm not even <laughs> touching that ground. But this comic book, yeah. this is, like, the closest I can get to it on my show, on our show. Yeah. So, so I'm very I mean, interested. Halloween. So, um, like, I'm excited <laughs> to read this. I'm going to jump into the first three issues this week, so expect it. On next week's review show. Right, I'll jump with you on that. So, with that, right. honorable mention. But like I said, guys, I haven't read it, so I can't really mention it. I'm just telling you what I might start reading and why I like it. Because of the concept. Uh, I even turned this comic on to a buddy of mine, Jeff. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for years. But he's like my other go-to for conspiracies and uh, strange, weird, supernatural stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, me and him... Uh, you know, I sent him this, and I'm like, hey, you may want to check this book out. I'm going to start reading it. Let me know what you think. He's a big book reader, yeah. not a huge comic book reader, but I'm kind of hoping, like, this will be like, oh, maybe I'll go and, you know, pick these up. Why not, you know? I mean, I can feel him on that. I don't have time to read, like, regular chapter books anymore because yeah. I'm everywhere. But I, I listen. I, I listen to a lot of audio books. Um, uh, I, have been, uh, I have been an Audible subscriber yeah. since... 2019 and i haven't looked back (laughs) i love it i've uh i've only got about 50 books 50 no i have 53 books in my queue as of right now um because i'm currently reading the heir to the empire star wars books uh featuring thawne of course because i'm gearing up for ahsoka Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm being that weeb. But I got three of those books, 
and I'm excited. Thank you again, Jeff. If you're hearing this, thank you for sending me those because he sent them to me. He's like, dude, get to reading. And I was like, oh yeah. So I started listening to him. And let me tell you something about that. I love everything they did in it. So um, uh, Audible sometimes just their value on their books is just fucking amazing. Like especially when they go all out and like I mean. I can hear the Millennium Falcon take off every day and not get sick of that sound, or I can hear the sound of a lightsaber duel. Oh wait, so they as someone's reading it in... is fucking awesome. Oh wait, yeah, I, I was asking, do they actually put sound effects? Yes. Like, what the fuck, really? Yeah, and some of the narrators like change their voices, yeah, to like match some of the characters. And this guy does a phenomenal job. And if we ever talk about that book, I'll I can go on and on about I it. Got some stuff to do but uh, it, this isn't the first time I've mentioned an audible book back when I used to do show with Indian crystal. I did talk about like the Sandman, which I still think if you guys ever get a chance and you have an audible, go listen to Sandman's one, two, and I believe three is out now. Um, that's on my to read list as well, but Holy crap. Is it amazing? Uh, anyway, blue book. I'm going to check it out. Don't get it confused with project blue book. Like I almost did right now. I'm hoping this is going to be good. Like I said, I'll be talking about it next week. So you'll get my full on review on that one. So we took up 18 minutes of your time nah, on cool. dumb shit. Let's get down to the brass tacks. So Mark, this week, had a book he wanted me to read. It's a bit of an old school throwback. But it's relevant because of something that's coming. I'm going to let Mark introduce this one. Okay. So why don't you take it from here, bud? All right, I got this one. Okay, so I heard about this story a long-ass time ago, and I got to say, in the world of comic books, this is a die-hard classic for anybody who's a Marvel. I'm going to give you a little background info on how I found into this book. Yeah. Um, as I brought up many times before, no. I fucking love Kevin Smith. Okay. Okay. Well, Kevin Smith brought this story up before. Uh, the story we're talking about is Daredevil Born Again. Do you want to know why? Why? Do you like? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> I want you to get to the point where you're like, why do why do why do why why like, Kevin Smith? But okay, Kevin Smith brought this up on his podcast, and they were explaining yeah. the story on because they were talking about the tropes on what makes a hero a hero, no mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. And if this does not cement that Daredevil <laughs> is one of the greatest heroes ever, then you're totally lying to yourself because even <laughs> in the darkest of times. Daredevil still comes out to do the right thing. Right. He's a good character. I've loved him since I was a kid. One of the things I loved about him is <laughs> is that he is a character that, aside from like his radar senses and yeah. training his body, he's essentially Batman, but he's blind, like a bat, uh, which I think was like Marvel's intent in creating Daredevil, like the man without fear. Yeah. He's even in the same kind of setting as Batman, if you think about it, like Hell's Kitchen, New York. Gotham, Gotham City. City, it's kind of the same thing. But in order to make him a little better, they had to give him, like, his senses being, you know, amplified by 10. Which, I've always loved Daredevil as a kid. Uh, yeah. I didn't like the outfit originally when Daredevil appeared. And a lot yellow. of people didn't. Yeah, the yellow and orange. Yeah, it's kind or of weird that they Yellow and black. Or I understand why they picked that it. suit for She-Hulk, but I was hoping for something better. Yeah, there it was more of kind of like a throwback Easter egg and going into this. However, uh, let me address something really quick here. Go ahead. So <laughs> you said you heard about this from what? I heard about this from Kevin Smith's podcast, Batman Beyond. <laughs> so here's the funny part about that. The reason this that he is like so gung-ho about this is because this is one of like the main Daredevil arcs. If you're a Daredevil fan, you've read this book. Yeah. Like because you have to. This changed the character. 
This completely changed everything. Now, I don't know about you, but if you remember in the 2000s, the little movie called Daredevil came out. Uh, no, never heard of it. <laughs> so when that movie came out, originally, you know who was supposed to be writing the script and doing the directing for that? It was supposed to be Kevin Smith. It was supposed to be it? Kevin Smith. Do you know the story he wanted to use? Wasn't it this one? It was. Yeah, because I remember. Again. I, I remember hearing that interview saying that I didn't take the job because honestly, I thought I would have fucked it up. But it, he, there's there's a lot of things on it. I think this Hollywood wasn't ready for it. To, I don't think he could have made that movie the way he wanted to make the movie, yeah. not with the way Hollywood was at the time. So I'm not putting words in his mouth, and I've never heard him say anything like that. I'm just assuming. This is my personal assumption, but it wouldn't have been as good if he would have done this movie back in like those that 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 era that that years when people years. were still getting used to comic right book because movies. you wouldn't have been able to throw in all the tropes and stuff and then made it valuable for anybody to care and this is a huge story to tell over you know an hour and a half so like you're not going to tell this whole story and i don't think they were ready for the time where they were like you know you were going into a studio pitching a uh, a comic book movie and telling people hey I got a two and a half hour comic book movie. Do you want to make it? And the studios were going to be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's true because there's, it's not just Daredevil story in general they had to dig into because there, it's like a lot of the other characters had their own little arcs in this storyline. Right. So I think it's just really funny. But then go figure that like Kevin Smith would appear in Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yeah. And it's funny because his name in the thing was Dr. Jack Kirby. <laughs> So if you knew that, but here, yeah. let me, let me take you down here. So Daredevil born again, it is one of the defining moments in Daredevil's career. Yeah. It's probably one of the best comics ever written. It's definitely in probably the top 100 comic arcs of all time and redeeming factors for a character. Uh, funny fact that it is kind of one of the bigger exposés on Wilson Fist, AKA the Kingpin. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. The other thing too is it has a big writer attached. And at the time, it was Frank Miller, who oh, did Sin man. City, who did uh, a lot of other stuff. He did Batman. He worked on um, Dark Knight Returns. So Miller uh, attaching himself to Daredevil kind of brought it into that light to where, like, Daredevil's no longer this, like, hey, I'm kind of a tough guy, but I'm not. Hey, kids, follow me. Like, he turned the character, and this arc definitely made him the don't-fuck-with-me kind of character. Oh, yeah, because he reached to a very dark place. Like it, I'm going to go ahead and spoil this for anybody who hasn't read it, but we're going to... It's fine. It's an older book. I mean, yeah. the original publication date for this, guys, was 1986 in August. Fuck. So before I was born. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I was three years old when this book was published. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show how far back I'm willing to go in the comic book world. <laughs> but the thing is, like, what made this a very divine, a defining moment for Daredevil in these stories, so... The way the story starts off is Karen Page, the what was the the secretary to mm -hmm. to him and his partner at that time, right? Well, down the line she becomes a junkie and she's trying to get her fixed, so she sells out Daredevil to the Kingpin's goons, which they take that info all the way up to him, and the Kingpin being the Kingpin pulls his bitch made shit where he completely dismantles daredevil's life he fucks up his career he blows up his house mm -hmm. he he ruins his life he makes it to where daredevil is a homeless man on the street yeah and and he when he ends up on the street he goes so low as that he's paying for one of those one bedroom apartments in a shitty motel for like five bucks or something a night and he's just sinking 
deeper and deeper and deeper into depression. And you can see it on his face because it goes to the point that it gets to him that he doesn't trust anybody. He doesn't even trust fucking uh, Foggy. Like, he questions, like, who's all out to get me? You know, because they did this to me. I lost all this. I literally have nothing. Did you have something to do with this? Like, he's having trouble trusting everybody. And the good part about this book is that it's not only just focused on Daredevil and his problem. Mm -hmm. It jumped back to Karen Page and how low she's just sinking after she sold him out. Because pretty much she ends up in, like, porn. She, I think she ends to a pimp, all that stuff. But it also shows... The kingpin and what he's doing to further sink Daredevil down so low. It introduces Daredevil's mother, which he found out she's a nun. And she takes care of him. She heals him back. But the defining moment to me of this whole entire story. Through all the darkness and everything he dealt with. When Karen was about to be killed. Because of his super senses he could hear. He did not hesitate to save her. He jumped into the fray, kicked the shit out of everybody who was going after her, and saved her. And she broke down because even though that she ruined his life purposely, he still did the right thing. And that showed me what a fucking hero this guy is. Yeah, so I think what the takeaway on the comic was, was like you have to hit rock bottom to realize what you have and where you can go from there. And that's what I think they did in Boarding End because it, it just... It it shows like Matt Murdock pretty much redeeming himself um, and coming back from like being you know like he gets disbarred because everybody finds out that he's the Daredevil. Of course, all of this like again is like blown over later on. We figure out what's actually going on, but like the things behind the comic, I think were a lot better. Yeah. Um, if you read it, then you know the story. We're not gonna break the whole thing down for it because it's a great read. So go and read it fucking fantastic but the other thing i think i really liked about this was how dark they made him become and i think that's what set everybody on the hey daredevil is actually a character that's a contender to be one of the better superheroes within the marvel universe at the time because this is still during a time when like we didn't have a lot of the dark characters coming out and then we finally did this was still i think a few years before jim lee would come in and start like kind of changing things yeah and a few times before like they, they were starting to get like uh where characters arcs were starting to get better like punisher and stuff like that to where they were becoming darker and like the kids i remember you know being a kid when i first was introduced to daredevil it wasn't because of this book like i said it's three years old when this was created but when i started learning about the character he had already been in that element for a while and i thought like you know collecting comic cards as a kid which was something i did i remember being a kid like we didn't trade pokemon cards we didn't trade that we trade actual comic book cards you would go into a store you would pay four dollars for a pack of cards and you would see who you got and then you would trade your friends that was the original fucking trading game not this other shit you have now and i really miss that because like i missed some of the art in comic card collecting like i think it's a lost art it's not there anymore and i think it's it's very sad but i remember like i would get like some of the daredevil stuff and i didn't like the character because i didn't understand it and it wasn't years till later till my friend chris his dad introduced me to daredevil and i think like one of like panning through like some of his books he was telling me about like how daredevil was this the death of electra and i remember reading in his garage a what if book on what if Electra had lived and Daredevil had died. 
And so, like, that was, and that's still a very sought-out what-if book to this day. That's, like, worth tons of money. Um, I mean, not like, you know, we're not talking, like, Amazing Fantasy money, but we're talking, like, it's worth some money, as is this book as well. Born Again, issue 227, which is where this arc starts, and Frank Miller comes in to start doing this run. Because, don't forget, guys, that Miller was not running Daredevil until... Issue 227 is when he started writing this arc. And then he brought in David, uh, I can't even pronounce his name, Massacili? Massacili? I can't pronounce his name. but Yeah, I can't get that. I ain't going to get that right. (laughs) So uh, on issue 227, it's also one of like, if you're you're a book collector, not a trade paperback guy, but a a comic book collector, this is one of the, of the like, you know, Top 100, and I always use top 100 because I don't want to get wrong and be like top 50, but this is in, in that top 100 category oh, yeah. of like books you would love to have graded and kept. So this is one of those. And so going from, from there, I mean, this changed the character and it changed the character for the better. So I thought it was really awesome. Um, the story is really great. Everything about about this is right. And if you're, if you're a fan of like that early 80s going into the 90s artwork, yeah, you'll like this. The thing about it is this trade paperback is hard to read. For someone like me, like you have to want to read because this is back when comic books actually give a lot of detail into the writing. So you got to love like Frank Miller's writing in this because there is a ton of it. Yeah. In these old books. In the old books they had writing. Kind of like Watchmen. Yeah, like Watchmen, Watchmen had a lot of writing. Rough. And you know, that's because Alan Moore loves to write. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. But, like, nowadays, people expect to pick up a book, and you can get in and out of a book within, I don't know, however fast you read, five minutes. You're you're in and out of the book. Because they just don't write them like they used to. They don't write them like that anymore. They don't they're, tell the you know, story like, like There's not a whole to. story. And then, then, then they expect to pan the story over, like, you know, 82 books. And in the days, back when they were making comics in the 80s, 90s, they didn't know if they were going to get that long. So, yeah. like, they crammed as much possible into these pages as they could so daredevil board again to me still lives up as like one of the best and that's not even getting into the next point i want you to drop a few more things you liked about it before we get into the next point of this book okay i got one quote i had to look it up to make sure i got it right okay (laughs) i wonder what you were looking at your phone for this book with the exact definition of hard times make strong men because he went to a dark place, like I said. quote fucking Dusty Rose from WWE? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's true, because pretty much he was getting to the Love point Dusty. where he was on the verge of killing anybody that got in his way at that point, but mm-hmm. he didn't. Like, this goes to show, like, he got dragged through the mud and everything and still came out as clean. Yeah. Like, that, that's good, because a lot of heroes don't end up like that. We have a lot of heroes that they crossed that line and they couldn't go back. Daredevil still stayed on the other side. Like, you, you don't get a lot of that. And I, I I see it as, like, a fucking holy symbolic figure. Like, you can break me, but you're not going to break what I believe right. in. So, aside from that, it's one of those books definitely worth the read, but you're going to take some time to do it. And if you're going to do it, do it now, because in a few months... We've got Daredevil Born Again coming to Disney+. Which is Plus. exactly why I chose this show. So, it's interesting that you chose that, and I think it's a, it's the perfect time to do it. I don't. I will say, don't read too far into it. Now, they did try to do this already in Daredevil, and it, and it didn't really work. So, I think it's going to be interesting what Disney's going to be able to do with this story, with how dark it is. 
because it's Disney. It's Disney. <laughs> but we have seen them like they're starting to be like, okay, we're going to push the envelopes. We're going to try to make things a little better. So it's going to be interesting what they do with the tagline, you know, Daredevil Born Again. We do know that it's going to center around this storyline. It's already been doing Now, how loose it will be, we'll see when, like, a couple of the trailers drop or when we get some, like, mm. you know, first pages of some first drafts that they're talking about. When we see that kind of stuff coming in, we will talk about it here on the show. But it is going to be very interesting to see how they adapt this. And I'm pretty proud that they're going to adapt this to it. And yeah. I, if I was Frank Miller, I'd be like, damn, that's pretty awesome because you're, you're hitting home runs out of the park. Because, I mean, like, you've... Yeah, like Most when they stuff's getting adapted, bro. <laughs> yeah, when they said Daredevil, the new show was gonna be Born Again, I was like, oh my god, please let it be after that comic book. Yeah. So I, as far as I can tell, they're gonna do most of this based off it. But again, don't get your hopes up because they're yeah. never gonna follow the comic completely. There are a few times I love DC's animated universe for this fact that they do follow it like fucking page for page almost. Yeah. You see that Death of Superman one? That was. I mean, minus the Justice League coming in, but th- there were other heroes that helped go against Doomsday. Yeah, there there were some some stuff that like they get wrong and they just take liberties or they don't own the characters. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like back in the day when you were watching this stuff and they didn't own characters, it was kind of hard. Like when you watch Teen Titans now, you're like, damn, it could have been so much better if they yeah. owned the rights to these characters. Because at the time, Justice League and stuff like that couldn't use certain villains or certain bad guys because they were tied up in developmental projects. So like that's why you didn't see certain characters on Teen Titans or certain characters on Justice League. Uh, same thing for Spider-Man and stuff. You didn't see certain characters and stuff because they were in development. So like on the Amazing Spider-Man, you couldn't see, like, the Fantastic Four because they were in development out in the studio yeah. and vice versa. So, like, that's kind of like we've kind of, with Sony purchasing, you know, certain things and, like, willing to loan out, like, Spider-Man yeah. and with Marvel owning, like, their subsidiaries and DC kind of owning all of their subsidiaries. Like, we don't really see that anymore. But back in the day when stuff like this was out, you didn't really get that. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they can do because now they can carry all these characters. And I'm very interested to see how, like, Vincent Zeroffer and, you know, I'm sure I butchered his fucking name. I apologize. Is going to do as Kingpin in this kind of story because like he's built for it. And this is like where you see Kingpin like at his like most like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> like, uh, we, we've politician. seen that. <laughs> so like I think this is where it's going to fit really well. It's going to be very awesome. And I love the fact that like we'll see what's what's going on with like Foggy and the rest of the group. If they recast everyone else to come back in this um it's gonna be awesome so that's just where i want to leave it at that and yeah so we've got a bit of a shorter episode today is there anything else you want to talk about this before we go off the air today uh what are you hoping to see in the born again series when it comes out as far as like the events of what happened anything in the comic storyline characters what are you hoping to see so i'm interested to see what they're going to do with the suit because I don't know if they've ever truly it's been a while since I watched the Netflix shit if he was in the red suit and he I think was in he the red was. suit the end of season one two and, and them then. showing him in uh She-Hulk in the yellow, yellow and black I don't know what they're going to do with it I hope they streamline it a little bit better and put him back in the red suit because that would be pretty fucking cool yeah but uh I'm interested to see what they're going to do there uh I want to see what's going to happen Really, really, the event I'm more interested about, yeah, is if they're going to lead up to the death of Electra again, again, like because <laughs> well, as far as I know, they're like retconning 
some of they, like they the couldn't get Daredevil. Bullseye at that point, so they had somebody else kill her. And right, so like I want to see them retcon it. I want to see the introduction of Bullseye. Uh, I want to see him go up more against Wilson Fisk. And also, I think the but the main thing I'm looking at like for this one is for the identity of Matt Murdock to go public because uh, I want to see that go across. The like MCU to yeah. the other shows like She Hulk. I want to see how that how they do that. So that's going to be very interesting. How it's going to be really cool because if they, you know, give out his identity and he has to figure everything out from there, yeah. and then they have all the other shows like you know Moon Knight. I mean, do the list yourself. It's going to be interesting how they do that and like how oh it gets revealed that he is Matt Murdock and then how they're going to retcon that to go back to where he can be daredevil again and matt murdoch at the same time yeah so it's gonna be very interesting so i think that's my most anticipated part of how they're gonna deal with daredevil being revealed as matt murdoch all right sorry before we cut to the end uh what'd you say about the bullseye part again about bullseye like if they're gonna like how they're gonna introduce him correctly oh as in like bring him like the suit and everything yeah like i want a true to form bullseye not fucking colin farrell (laughs) oh (laughs) i want a bloody costume um you know fucking i want like true to form bullseye because i i always love bullseye as a character yeah, by the dude, way i think guy. he's like pretty fucking violent and deadly and as much as i like colin farrell's uh portrayal of him was really bad in that daredevil film the fact that he kills an old woman with a fucking peanut is fucking awesome and plus his ability like because i don't know if a lot of people know this but like bullseye ability he not only like can he just throw shit and he never misses yeah. he's got like trajectories like pinpointed Hand, yeah. Like hands down, anything in his hands is a weapon. <clears throat> He's a weapon. So like, he got two of his fucking teeth and spit them, <laughs> and it it cracked a Daredevil's little baton thing. Yeah, because he can just like he just puts everything together. Yeah, but if you there are a few like bullseye books out there where you can read where like it shows how he's like trajectory wise and it gets all in the math and I don't know math and all that shit but yeah. it's like really interesting to see how he does what he does so I'm really interested for them to bring that character to life in, mm-hmm. in really and I hope Daredevil Born Again does it but what did you think about the bullseye they brought in season 3 that's what I'm saying like I want, yeah like I, I want, want I want that guy I want him a suit because at the end when they showed his eyes and they have like a bullseye yeah it's fucking stupid like I want the traditional I fucking bullseye so but I, I like know, how but they me. made it like he's bouncing shit off walls and it's beating the shit out of daredevil and i'm like yes this is what yeah. i wanted to see so i mean if you haven't already you can go on disney and you can watch daredevil i would say go back and rewatch this show because it is freaking awesome yeah first of all like the first season hands has has hands down one of the best scenes i've ever seen in a, in a show before and it's the hallway scene where he oh, goes okay. to rescue the I kid knew you were gonna bring and that, that is just fucking awesome when he did like because and i don't know if you knew this but like it's all one scene yeah. They don't do a cutaway. Yeah, they just keep going down the um, So the same thing can be said uh, in a movie called Unbok, the Thai warrior. Yeah. If you ever watch that, they oh, use yeah. that same thing. Uh, freaking awesome. So, What about the staircase scene in season two? That was pretty badass. The staircase scene was cool, but I think this is like the perfect scene. in the, in the like When you go and watch the first season, I think yeah. this is like episode fucking one or episode two. That this scene happens, and it's yeah. just fucking awesome. It sets the whole tone for the show. So, I really like that. Um, but, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go watch Daredevil right now and get set up for this. Then read Born Again at the same time. While you're doing some light reading. Get get prepped up for the get new prepped, series. Get guys, because we're going to talk about this. But, yes, definitely Born Again was is, oh, yeah. should be in everyone's 
must-reads for comic books, especially if you're a fan of Daredevil, then you probably are. Like, I'm really glad I took the time to read this one. Yeah. So, with that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. MJ, let them know where they can find us. All right, if you want to have a conversation with us, chat, whatever, you can hit us on our Twitter and our Instagram. You can follow us at Tom Unchained, and we'll be there for you, folks. Yep, and as always, guys, keep on reading. (laughs) 